Hi everyone, I'm your host Tajay, and welcome to Positive Growth, where we discuss topics that inspire thought and action. Rise and shine, my lovely listeners, and welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show. Thank you for taking time out of your lovely Friday to listen to my podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you listeners for tuning in every week to the topics and the episodes that I drop, and I am so grateful for all of you. This week's episode is going to close my series I'm doing to recognize Domestic Violence Awareness Month and to raise awareness for it, and this week is going to be my story and as i said in last week's episode i wasn't too sure about whether or not i wanted to share it mostly because if i'm being completely honest i don't want to be judged i still feel shame for being in that relationship and i'm also still a little fearful of the person that i was in the relationship with and um, other things that I'm going to say, but I feel like it would be in my best interest to lay this all out because it can help somebody that is going through what I'm going through currently or who may be currently dating a person like this. Before this episode starts, I do want to provide a trigger warning as I will be discussing domestic violence. For the sake of the story, I don't feel comfortable giving out his full name, so I'm just going to call him T. Our relationship started off so good. We met off of Tinder. I swiped on him first and we matched. After flirting here and there over a few months, he asked me out to the movies. It was so cute. He had asked me what kind of snacks I liked, and I mentioned Hot Cheetos. He wasn't sure which ones were my favorite, so he bought all of them. He showed up, and he had every single type of Hot Cheeto. But the funny thing is that he didn't have my favorite one, and... He was being super bashful about it, but I really appreciated the gesture because it showed that he cared about what I liked. We had a great time at the movies and went out on a few more dates after that um, before he asked me to be his girlfriend in March of 2020. We had only been dating a few weeks before he asked me to be his girlfriend, and I accepted. There was something about him that was very mysterious and alluring, and you can see it in his eyes. They were very intense. I was really curious to find out what was behind them, and knowing what I know now, I wish I hadn't found out what it was. I would say during the first few months of our relationship, it was really good. He was really sweet, charming, nice, attentive. Um, He actually cared for me and showed me that he loved me 
you know, we did a lot of fun things together. For my birthday, we went out on a trip to a lake, and he took me fishing, which was which is one of his favorite things to do. And so he hooked on a fish, and I reeled it in. So that was super exciting, catching my first fish and doing something new with the person that I loved. I thought I was going to marry him, and he would be the father to my children. We were saving money together to buy a condo or a house, and he didn't have a bank account at the time, so all the money was going into my savings. We checked out places together to get an idea of what we wanted. We talked about marriage and starting a family, picking out names for our future children, and even tried to have children off and on. He wanted kids sooner than I did, so because I loved him, I changed my timeline. One thing I really enjoyed about being in the relationship with T was that he introduced me to a lot of new experiences and new things and something that I really enjoy from being in a relationship with someone is when they can teach me new things and show me new things and just create memorable experiences. After we made it official and started spending a lot more time together, there were some things that started to throw me off in the relationship, but I didn't put too much thought into it because I didn't think it would affect me until it did. He didn't have the best relationship with his family. He would cuss his mom and grandma out and call them all types of bitches. He also talked a lot of shit about his exes and um, he told me before how they cheated on him and stuff, and I knew that he had also done the same, so I would call him out on it because I don't understand why you're still mad about it when, you know, you did your dirt on them too. And I just chucked it up to maybe he just needs to work on that hurt himself. I would see how he would manipulate his friends and family and use them for his benefit. He liked to be around people and be friends with people that weren't as smart as him or as attractive as him. And I think it's because he liked to feel like he was superior and above them. He always needed attention and compliments and if I wasn't giving him as much as he would like, he would start talking about how much attention he was getting from other people and made it seem like I wasn't giving him enough when I was spending all my time with him doing what he wanted to and barely seeing my family and friends. I would compliment him, but it wasn't as much as he liked or how he liked to be complimented. So he would always say things like, I'm just going to get attention from someone else. You don't give me enough compliments. I don't like the compliments you give me. You never spend enough time with me. And then he would push me away and not make plans with me or invite me out with him. There were also things that he hid from me when we first started dating that had I known, we would have never been in a relationship. He was still living with his ex when we were dating and I don't think she knew they weren't together anymore. I think she thought she still had a chance at them getting back together. 
he chose to go to the movies for our first date so we wouldn't be able to talk that much and I wouldn't be able to ask him questions or get to know him. And also because his ex was blowing up his phone during our date and he didn't want me to see that. He was also in a situation with a girl that thought it was more and she actually followed us to the movies on our first date and took a picture of me sending it to him and asking him who I was. I didn't know he had certain habits like smoking cigarettes and smoking hella weed to keep himself sane, as he would say. I also didn't know that he was a recovering coke addict. I think when we started dating, he wasn't doing it, but once he got back into selling, he started it up again. I feel like by hiding those things and not telling me, he took my choice away because he knew I wouldn't date him if I knew all of those things. He started to ignore me, didn't care about what I had to say or my feelings, honestly could give a fuck less about me, but was also very possessive. And it was weird because it was like, felt like he couldn't stand me, but also didn't want me to be around him or with anyone else but him. He barely wanted me to spend time with my friends, especially if I was going out with them. And he would say things like, there better not be any guys when you're going over to their house or out with them without me there or else. And I didn't want to find out what the what else was, so I would cancel on plans a lot, and I wouldn't really see my friends unless he was there with me. Nothing I ever did for him was good enough or appreciated. I would do special things for him for his birthday and holidays, but it was always met with indifference. Things got really bad as time went on, and I would say the turning point was about six months into the relationship. After months of pulling away emotionally, trying to kill my self-esteem, lying to me and isolating me away from my people, he leveled up to calling me a bitch. The first time he called me a bitch, he said it was so much venom and disgust in his voice that it really cut to my core. He said it as if he hated me. And I got so mad that I started fighting him and I can remember thinking, not wanting to hurt him because I loved him, but I was so hurt and angry that he called me a bitch that I wanted him to feel my hurt. Eventually he restrained me and we made up after um, that wasn't my best moment, and even though I was mad and felt disrespected, I didn't have the right to put my hands on him. It wasn't the last time he called me a bitch, but it was the last time I put my hands on him. And as time progressed, his behavior increasingly got worse. He would stay home during some of my therapy appointments to monitor what I was saying about him because he knew I was talking about our relationship with my therapist. 
He was jealous of the friendships I had with men and would say that there was more to it and make comments about how they looked at me and that they must like me. He was always questioning me and insinuating that there was more to it when there wasn't. While I was sleeping over at where he was living, he used my phone to log into my Instagram on his computer so he could see who I was talking to and what I was saying. He deleted the email about the login so I wouldn't notice. He would pop up randomly to my apartment. We would decide on a time that he would come over and we would spend time together. But then would come at a different time, like earlier, to try to catch me doing something or he would come unannounced. He did tell me, I don't really know why he told me, but um, he told me that he stole his grandma's neighbor's car to drive over to my apartment and watch me from the street to see if I had other people coming over while he wasn't there and he said that he stole that car because he knew that I would recognize his cars. He would yell and get in my face when we would argue and it was so embarrassing because I know my neighbors could hear it. I would try to put a chair between us or move away when he was in my face but he would move the chair and follow me wherever I went to get back from him, to get back into my face. He would break things during arguments and made so much noise that my downstairs neighbor came up and asked if things were okay. I would catch him looking at me with his cold, dead stare, like he hated me and no exaggeration, that stare was literally if looks could kill. It was emotionless and like dead, but you can feel the anger and hatred just radiating from his eyes. He would lie blatantly and by omission. An example of that is I was always under the impression that he had graduated high school because he made it seem like he did when he would talk about it. It wasn't until his friend busted him out about taking his test that I found out he didn't graduate and he didn't have his GED. When his friend mentioned it in front of me, his whole demeanor changed. He was angry, shocked, embarrassed, and turned pale. I could see all of the emotions going through him. And I tried to pretend I didn't hear it because I didn't want him to feel embarrassed, but he knew I heard. I loved him, so I told him I would help him study for it and get it because I wanted him to know that I supported him through whatever. Needless to say, he didn't care about getting his GED he started out with wanting to get it and wanting me to help him study to 
well, if you want me to get it so bad, then you pay for the books and pay for my test to get it done. So it never happened. Whenever we got into heated arguments and he thought I was going to break up with him, he would threaten me and say, if we're over, that I that he better not hear me say another word or else he would punch me. And his reasoning in his own words was, because you're not my girlfriend anymore, you're just some regular bitch on the street. So if you break up with me, just know that. It also felt like he was in competition with me about certain things. Like I was making more money than him and I could tell that it made him feel inadequate, but it wasn't like I was showboating or parading the amount of money I made because that didn't really matter to me. Um, But he would make it a point to get jobs or apply for jobs that paid more than what I made. And the way that he would talk about it was like he was competing with me. It was really weird. And um, he also would find ways to put me down and break my self-esteem. And he was always trying to instill fear in me and intimidate me. There was one day we were driving and he told me that he had someone's car stolen and burned because he felt like they crossed him. Actually, he told me that when we were in his room. Then when we were driving, he drove down the street and pointed towards the car and showed me. Whenever I would bring up something to him that, you know, I didn't like the way that he talked to me or the way that he treated me, he would change the topic to then say something that he was mad at me about to where it turned into him being mad at me and what I was saying before wasn't relevant. So I, going through that a lot, I just stopped bringing things up and just let it be because it always turned into something that he was mad at me about. Um, he would disregard, ignore, and neglect what I was saying. I could tell him, well, one thing, so he drives a lifted Jeep and he used to play around a lot when we were driving and swerving it out of lanes to where sometimes he was on two tires and my dad passed away in a car accident. So that wasn't comfortable to me because I have a fear of getting in an accident. And so doing those things increase the chances of being in an accident. And I would ask him like, you know, can you please not drive like that when I'm in the car? Because, you know, my dad passed in an accident and I don't really feel comfortable with that. And he would ignore that and still drive reckless. Um, he, I guess I would say he was a gun collector and he would always be messing and playing with his guns um, right next to me and I didn't really feel comfortable with that either because it seemed like he was trying to intimidate me so I asked him if 
he could put his guns away and, you know, not mess with them when I was around. And he told me that I was overreacting and did I think that he was going to shoot me or something and to, and he didn't, you know, stop messing with them in front of me until later on down the line, he would stop doing that only to then, I think it was either late 2021 or earlier this year that um, I was actually sitting at my dining room table and I turned to look at him and he was pointing one of his guns at me. And this doesn't matter because I feel like it sends a message, but there, it wasn't loaded. There wasn't a clip in or anything, but it was a simple fact that he was still pointing a gun at me. And he was the one that taught me gun safety, which is don't point your gun at someone unless you intend to shoot them. And so I asked him why he was pointing his gun at me and he brushed it off and said that I was overreacting and I wouldn't shoot you and this and that. But it still sent a message to me loud and clear that, you know, if anything, he would cause me harm. He would also try to lower my self-esteem by talking about how I looked and comparing me to other people. I just don't think that he liked how loved and supported I was by my friends and family because he didn't have a support system like I did, which is crazy because I was I loved him enough to where I wanted him to have that same kind of support system and wanted to introduce him to that. But someone that isn't used to something like that isn't going to appreciate it. And he would yell at me a lot and be aggressive and in my face. There was also a time that he had come home from work and he was really really drunk drunk to the point that I don't even know how he made it home safely but he was really upset he was crying he was saying that he didn't deserve to live because of the things that he had done and that he wanted to die and I did not know what to do in that instance because he had told me before that if I you know called for help like I don't really know who I would call for help but let's just say if I did that he would commit suicide in my apartment and he would kill himself so there wasn't much I could do but just sit there and hold him and let him cry and say all these things to where I just felt helpless. I didn't know what to do and it was really hard for me because what what am I to do in that situation when if you do get help the person says they'll kill themselves or they'll hate you. And there were a lot of things that he did tell me that I felt like 
he told me because he wanted to keep me with him because if I had left after he told me these things, he told me that I would be a liability and that I wouldn't be able to run away or hide from him because he would be able to find me and would deal with me. So I felt trapped in the relationship and like I couldn't leave or else I would die. And there was a point where um, I wasn't getting my emotional needs fulfilled in the relationship because he had been dismissing me and, you know, just cut off all emotions from me and was just being, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was just like him talking bad about me, talking down on me, trying to kill my self-esteem. So I did get that from someone else. And it was a person that I was previously talking to before him. And I went to him because I knew that I could get my emotional needs fulfilled by him. And so T found that out. And he told me that if I broke up with him, that he would do something or have something done to this other person. So again, I couldn't leave him or else he would do something to somebody else. And there were a lot of times that he would make threats like that. Like even threats about selling me into sex slavery and um, pretty much making me disappear to where there would be no trace of me. So I use my notes app a lot and I know that my friends and family know that I use my notes app because I put places that I wanna go, food I wanna eat, things I wanna experience on there. So really, really, really low on my notes to where you have to scroll down to find it. I wrote, if I die or disappear, T did it. Because I figured that if my phone was accessible, if it was somewhere, someone would know to look at my notes and they would see that and know what happened. A lot of these things, like um, him still living with his ex, the girl pretty much following us to the movies, him logging into my Instagram, and him stealing a car to stalk me, I guess. I wouldn't have known about it if he didn't tell me. And I still don't know why he t chose to tell me those things. I started becoming very paranoid and thinking that he would do something to hurt me. I couldn't tell anyone what was going on because 
I know my family and friends and I know how they would react and I didn't want anything to happen to them because it would make me feel worse than I already do or did. (laughs) And as far as the police, like how would I be able to explain all of this to them or in a report to where they would take me seriously? Because we do hear even people that experience physical abuse in relationships, when you can see it, that's still not taken seriously. And I also had T telling me that no one would believe me and he would lie if I said something to someone about it. Talking about this relationship till this day and giving examples, I really gaslight myself because I feel like what if I am overreacting and a lot of this stuff was nothing because when, I've said this many times, but when I think of domestic violence, I don't think of the mental, emotional, verbal aggression, the intimidation, the threats. I really just think of physical, so... I'm kind of embarrassed even talking about this because I don't know if I'm overreacting or if I'm making a big deal out of nothing, which is what I was constantly told throughout this relationship. And it's a mindset that I have to get myself out of because I was really scared in this relationship. And I became somebody that I wasn't in order to stay and please him and be whatever he wanted me to be. But there was always that thought, my intuition in the back of my mind telling me that this isn't right. You shouldn't be being treated like this. You need to get out of this relationship. But I loved him and... I also felt responsible for him because I know that he didn't really have anyone in his corner and it felt like I was the only person that was there for him. And because he had previously made statements about wanting to commit suicide, I didn't want to leave him because I would feel really guilty if he did because I would feel like it was my fault because it seemed like I was the only person that he had. I was starting to see what kind of person he really was and T was very, very smart but didn't like to let anyone know that because as he said, he didn't want people expecting things from him and he liked to be underestimated He didn't want people to expect him to do more with his life because of how smart he is. And I honestly underestimated him and what he was capable of because he was so good at making himself seem like a good person. I would say that he was a wolf in sheep's clothing and also like a chameleon because he was always able to adapt and change depending on his environment to seem unassuming 
nice and charming. The person that he presented himself as, you wouldn't expect these actions and behaviors from him until you saw his other side. Throughout all of this and all that I experienced with him, I was I was not laughing. I wasn't smiling. I wasn't happy at all. And I think it was a little bit after we had been together for a year, I was emotionally tapped out and promised myself that I wouldn't cry over him anymore. And he would get mad that I wasn't crying or anything when we had arguments. It seemed like he took my tears as me caring when they were really a declaration of my hurt and betrayal I felt from how he treated me. I told myself I wouldn't allow him to see me cry ever again because I'm not giving him that power. And around that same time um, that we had been together for a little over a year, I couldn't handle doing this and being in the relationship, so I was trying to ease my way out. I was trying to make it seem like I wouldn't be a liability to him because he would constantly ask me if I was scared of him because of the things that he did tell me. And I would tell him that I wasn't scared because I felt like if he knew I was scared, then something would happen to me. So I was trying my best to not seem like I was scared of him. I was just really letting him do whatever he wanted to do not really bringing up issues that I had because even if I did, it would always come back on me. I wasn't making a fuss. I was just trying to be cool so that when I did break up with him, it would be fine. During that time, his dad did pass away He didn't have a great relationship with his dad and wasn't speaking to him as his dad's health was deteriorating. He was really mad at his dad because he was still using drugs, even though he knew that if he kept that up, it would kill him eventually. He was told that his dad may not have much time left, and they asked him if he wanted to see him before He declined seeing him, and I tried to plead with him because I knew that he would regret not seeing his dad before he passed away because I I didn't know what that was like, but I know what it's like to lose your dad, and I know that if I would have had one more chance to see him before he did pass away, I would have taken that chance, but he declined, and as a result, he did regret it when his dad did die. I do want to go back and explain something a little bit. I was trying to ease myself out of the relationship because I didn't feel safe in it anymore, but I did still love him and I cared for him deeply. But I just 
didn't feel like it would be safe for me to be in that relationship. But when his dad died, I threw all those plans out and just wanted to be there for him and support him because I know how that is. And he just felt so alone because he didn't have anybody that he could talk to about it that were his friends or family. So I really wanted to be there for him during that time. He really went down a spiral and began drinking a lot and becoming more aggressive towards me and would yell at me a lot and get in my face, back me into corners and just handle me really aggressively. I don't really know how to get into it specifically besides um, saying like he would grab me really hard and he was biting me and he was drinking a lot at that time and saying that he was depressed and when he gets in that state he also talks about suicide a lot so I know how it is to lose your dad I lost my dad as well so I was really understanding of why he was acting the way he was and that he was taking it out on me because I was the closest thing to him at that time and I was scared that he would get so down in the depths of his darkness that he would commit suicide so I took time off of work to be there for him even though he was pushing me away because I wanted him to know that I was there for him. I tried so hard to be there and help him and get him whatever he needed but it was never appreciated. It was like everything I did was wrong and met with discontent and he was taking all his frustrations and anger out on me. I got so fed up, so angry, and so tired of the shit that I broke up with him because I couldn't do that anymore. I still loved him, but I I couldn't be with someone that was making it seem like everything I did was wrong when I was trying my best to be there for them. I still kept him on all my social media and was talking to him because his dad had just died and he didn't have anyone he could talk to about it or be there for him. He would comment on my stuff and call me saying, how are you out having fun with your friends while I'm here upset that you broke up with me? He was saying that he would change, he was going to do better, he was going to quit doing coke and would treat me how I deserve. He was blowing up my phone, sending pics of us when we were together and happy <laughs> and he wrote a three-page letter front and back declaring his love for me and wanting me back and just apologizing for how he was treating me and saying what he was going to do to be better so I told him I would give him another chance but he would have to show me better he did turn around and he was being a better partner for a bit. He wasn't being that aggressive towards me. 
He stopped yelling in my face and he wasn't threatening me. He was also being a better communicator in some ways in the instance of whenever he was upset with me about something I did, he would bring it up right away instead of letting it fester and then exploding at an inconvenient time. The thing is, he was doing all of those things a lot better, but he was still being manipulative and intimidating. I got tired of the ups and downs, and so I decided, well, fuck it. It's my turn now. So whatever he did to me, I did back to him besides intimidation because there's no way I could, even if I wanted to. I mean, he had more strength in his big toe than I did in my whole body. So I resorted to gaslighting him. I would stonewall him. I started being out more and going out with my friends and family. I didn't make plans with him, and I barely talked to him or texted him. Um, But that's not who I am, and I hated that I had to turn into someone I wasn't in order to show him what was up. But it really didn't matter, because he was always 10 steps ahead of me, and anything I did to get back to him, he would always top it and do more. Things were better in some ways, but they weren't where it really mattered and counted. I started observing him and his actions more and taking notes because I was made to feel crazy by him for things I noticed. And by doing this, I understood his patterns and that he wasn't going to change. The time came where I got tired of him intimidating me and making me scared of him and basically using me um, because he had kind of moved in with me and was living rent-free and barely putting any money towards the bills or groceries. I decided that I was going to break up with him, but I felt bad because I knew that he was going to go back to an environment he didn't want to be in. So it took a bit of nerve for me to actually do it. One day, I packed up all his stuff in a bag, and when he came home from work, I broke up with him. He made it about him saying, how could I break up with Like, how could I break up with him? Why even get back with him if I was going to do this? He was saying that I was using him when, mind you again, he was living here rent-free, barely paying for shit. He also said, like, you know, I don't have enough gas to get to work for my grandma, so now I lose my job. Just making it all about him. And the cherry on top was that he took all the food and toiletries from my apartment that he bought because, in his own words, I only bought them with us in mind, not you. And I did record um, me breaking up with him because... I thought that it would be important for me to just in case he threatened me and I would be able to take that to get a restraining order or something. Um, But thankfully, I didn't have to do that, really. Um, 
I broke down and called my mom and my friends and told them everything. Well, almost everything. <laughs> they all came through and replaced all that he had taken. He wouldn't give me my key back because he paid to have it made. And I really wanted the key back because I remember a time he found a key to one of his ex's house and was talking about robbing it and other stuff. I took the key from him and threw it away where he couldn't find it. So I was scared that he would use the key while I was home or away and hurt me. And after he left, I blocked him from my socials. And he called and asked why, and I told him because I don't want him on there, and it's so I can remove him from my life. But that wasn't the end of it, because he called me again a few weeks after we had broken up. I didn't know it was him, because I had deleted his number and blocked him on all my social media accounts. Um... When I picked up the phone and I was asking like, who is this? Cause I really didn't know. He wasn't too happy about that and seemed bitter because I wasn't stuck on him. He basically called to grill me about what I was doing now and asking for clarity on why we broke up. I feel like he called to try to get me to want to be with him again because he was saying that he was working on himself and doing all the things that I had wanted him to do when we were together. But it didn't, it almost worked. I could admit that I did regret a little bit that I did break up with him and was thinking about going back. But then I came to my senses and realized that that call was another form of him being manipulative and trying to get in my head. We broke up in May of this year and honestly, I'm still kind of paranoid because I know him well. I know how he is and I fear that one day he will do something to me because I feel like he was really upset that I didn't want to get back to him because he was so used to all his exes wanting to be with him again after they broke up. That was something that he was really proud about. And also because of the things that he had said to me before. Whenever I hear someone passing by my street with loud music, I fear that it's him. Um, he's a bass head and really into car audio, so you can hear him coming from a few streets away, honestly. So whenever I hear that, I get really anxious and peek out my window to make sure it's not him. I don't go to any areas I know he frequents. Um, besides when I get my eyebrows done because I'm not giving up my eyebrow lady. But, <laughs> yeah. I also don't go to any places he knows that I like to go to. Um, whenever I'm out, I watch my back to make sure no one is following me. 
I had my gate code and my lock changed, so if he did keep the key, he wouldn't be able to have access to my apartment unless he like broke in. And I put my social media pages on private, even though he was already blocked because I don't want him to be able to see anything that I'm doing from someone else's page. I'm just extra careful and cautious about things because I know what he's capable of. There are a lot of things in that relationship that I'm really not proud about, especially when it comes to my behavior and some of the things that I resorted to. And just allowing him to take me out of my character and turn me into someone that I'm not. And I can say that I, there were times that I was toxic in that relationship. There are a lot of times that I should have just left, but there are so many emotions going on that prevented me from, whether it be fear, love, care, just wanting to be there for him. I, it was really hard for me to let go. And I learned a lot about myself in that relationship and what love is and what it isn't. I didn't know that loving someone wasn't a good reason to stay. I didn't know all it took to be in a relationship and that it's not easy, but it's not also this. And it was what I knew love was until I knew what love wasn't. Love doesn't make you feel unworthy. Love isn't a constant questionable feeling. I didn't know that domestic abuse was more than physical. And I am embarrassed because I was raised better and I thought I knew better. I don't know why I allowed him to treat me the way he did, why I stayed, and I felt like at a point it was me and there was something wrong with me. I didn't know a lot, but I left with more knowledge than what I came into it with. And after leaving the relationship, my life has blossomed and changed in so many amazing ways. I am releasing and processing all that I went through so I can be a better partner for my next relationship and not bring any of these biases and baggage from this relationship because that wouldn't be fair for the next person. I'm just really thankful my family and friends were there to pick me up, support me, and love me back to myself. So I thank you guys and I'm so grateful for you. And in the words of Bryson Tiller, I'm back and I'm better. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on for future episodes. And to keep up to date and in the know, please follow Positive Growth, the podcast on IG. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.